VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I love watching scary movies and so I watch them and I tell you about them and I'm so freaking excited about today's movie. But before we get into that, did anything scary happen to us this week? What a great question. <laughs> Such a good question. Emily, I vote you go first. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Um, This week, I went to Palm Springs, which is one of my favorite places on earth. I love it so much. God, I love it so much. I love Palm Springs. I I feel so good when I'm there. But this time, what was scary is that I need to become so rich. It's like I went there and was like, mm-hmm. how do I become so fucking wealthy? I have that thought mm-hmm. 10 times a week. Like disgustingly wealthy, like Palm Springs wealthy, like vacation home wealthy, vacation home wealthy. Like, God, I just I love it there so much. And this the aesthetics are incredible. It's so gorgeous in mid-century, like fucking everywhere. And um, Joel and I had like bopped around to a few furniture stores over we there because we we're looking for new furniture and like. Everything is so cool and so expensive. And and then we went to, oh, my God, we went to the Parker for drinks, the hotel in Palm Springs. Holy shit, you guys. Have you ever been to the Parker? Mm-mm. Yes. I think I stayed there one time. Excuse me, billionaire. <laughs> I, think, I, might be th- I might be thinking of something else. I might be thinking of a different hotel. I Every now and again, I'll look it up to be like, we could stay. We can stay there for like a night. We'll stay there. And I pull it up and I'm like, who do I think I am? It's so expensive. Okay. I'm thinking of a it's different It's like the most expensive location. hotel I've ever looked into. How much is it a night? Because I'm like not looking at like the four seasons. It's like $1,200 a night. Oh, okay. No, I didn't stay there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Apparently, they do a deal in the summer in the like slow, slow, slow season that makes it like regular expensive. So, you know, maybe you stayed there then. I can't remember. It's so gorgeous. And we like went there just for a drink and their bar is incredible. It's just like the atmospheres you can create with infinite wealth. Like, oh, my God. And people, everyone there just has it. They just have money. And I want it. Emily, here. How do I get it? (laughs) Emily, here is the hard truth, though. Remember, I'll never get it. Remember the more. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. Well, I think that is it. But what's what were you going to say? Remember the lesson that we learned from Squid Game, which is that if you have infinite wealth, you will ultimately end up just pitting other humans against each other to watch them kill each other for fun. Emily, there's only that's one path. A risk I'm willing to take. That's <laughs> there's only one path. I think for nice furniture, that's probably worth it. Um, I just it's just I, I it's so hard to to see something that you'll never have and to just want. I don't want infinite wealth. I just want enough wealth to like go to Palm Springs and stay at the Parker and have it not be like um, 
a year defining a, a expenditure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's very very depressing. I just looked at like Craigslist apartment listings yesterday and almost had a full blown panic attack because I was just like, oh, I'm never going to be able to move again. Like I have to live here for the rest of my yeah, life. Well, I've also dealt with that recently. Like, it's, yeah, awful. It's, it's, it's brutal. Things are f- so fucking expensive right now. And I doubt they're going to get cheaper. No. Although I, I, I wasn't paying attention to this. Um, Joel was convinced that a couple at the bar thought that maybe we were famous because of the way they were like talking to each other and like interacting around <laughs> us, which is very funny. And I don't. I, so maybe maybe the secret is you just act like you deserve to be rich and money comes to you. You know, honestly, I do think that's like half the a- game. Act important. Mm-hmm. I saw in Dumois that Timmy, Timmy Chalamet, mm-hmm. my I friend knew. Timmy, yep. had been staying there. He had been staying there recently. And so that in that moment, that's how I knew he no longer was, because if a real famous person was there, nobody would think that we were famous. You know what I mean? Like the energy. There was a famous person void that they were trying to fill. Yes. With us. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Anyway, that's what's scary is the how much money I want to have that I would probably never have. Okay, so wait, I feel like I need to go on the heels of what Emily said, because mine is like the polar opposite um, in the sense that Tim and I decided last minute to drive down to Maryland. Um, We decided at like 1030 Friday night to drive down on Saturday morning um, because there's absolutely nothing else to do because of COVID and it's so cold outside. So it's not like we can hang out outside. So on our drive down, we stopped at a rest stop in New Jersey and I went inside to get us um, sandwiches and some snacks. And Tim took Silas outside to like walk him around and get him to, you know, get some time outside of the car. And um, while he was walking around outside, he was just talking to him and he was saying things like, where's your mommy? Why is your mommy taking so long? Where's your mommy? And this woman came up and was like, are you guys okay? Do you need, do you need a blanket? Do you need a ride? Are you hungry? Like, do you need some, do you need somewhere to go? Like, are you okay? And Tim had to reassure her like multiple times they were okay. Oh my God. Yeah, they're a really concerned citizen. A really concerned citizen. And I, I was like trying to wrap my head around it. I was like, does he, is it because he was outside? I guess he had Silas like in his jacket. So it may be like that was part of a part mm. of what was happening. And I think also the woman probably heard him saying that to Silas, but it was just like, that's like a normal thing that parents say. I know, I know, but it was just kind of, it really threw me for a loop. I was like, wow, someone, first of all, amazing that someone was that kind mm-hmm. and thoughtful. People are very concerned about babies. They wouldn't have cared. Yeah. They would not have cared if there was no baby there. If Tim was just there, yeah. no baby going, where's your mommy? Where's your mommy? He would have been avoided <laughs> she by everyone. She wouldn't have she talked would to him. She would never have talked to him. Let's not paint this woman as a saint, okay? She wasn't talking to Tim for just no reason. <laughs> but it just, it made me sad. Sorry, it's such a downer, but it made me sad to think about the people who really like do need help. And it is so fucking cold outside yeah. and there's a, a moratorium on the eviction um or there was a moratorium on evictions that ended like Ugh. this week and it's like what the fuck are we doing now. yeah what the fuck are we doing like in january that's when we're gonna that's when we're gonna end it so mm-hmm. i don't know that was that was my sad scary thing <laughs> really uplifting sorry 
All right. Well, I'm going to take us back up the other direction. Um, <laughs> this week, I started making TikToks for the yes! TSDW oh, podcast TikTok account. Yes. Um, and Henley told me it would be intuitive, and it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's easy once you do it. I disagree. I don't even attempt it. You're braver than me, obviously. It took me about an hour to make an 11-second video. <laughs> it's a good video. Okay, to be fair, you saw the video I made, which I made in about one minute, and that's the level of like creativity and thought that I'm thinking about for TikTok videos, where it's literally just a video of a cat with music behind that's it. That's true. Yours were I'm way thinking more... too hard about them. Yours are just w- way more complex and well done than what I'm doing. It's a good TikTok. Everybody, yeah, everybody, go yeah, to our, it's really good. Go to our TikTok at TSDW Podcast. Um, and yeah, no, it was like keeping me up at night when I first started it. I was like, "What TikToks can I make? What TikToks can I make?" So I'm thinking about it too much, and I don't like the way in which. It'll get you. Now I've added a new social because I actually didn't spend time on TikTok really before this. You guys will send them to me every once in a while and I'll look at ones that are Mm -hmm. sent to me. But I don't go down TikTok rabbit holes. TikTok's one that I've like successfully stayed mostly away from. I stick to Reddit and Instagram. (laughs) That's true. You have Reddit. I love Reddit. Man, it would be it would be embarrassing if you guys could know how much time I've spent on TikTok. I mean, I spend a lot of time on my phone. I don't think it's that embarrassing. I think everybody does it. It's actually ruining my life. Do you guys ever feel that way that your phone's ruining your oh life? Oh my god, yeah. I got all the time. Oh, I think I'm, everyone's it, feeling that way, right? It's ruining my yeah, life. Yeah. I need to establish some no phone days. Days? Well, like a day a week. I think so. Like maybe aside from texting, like to see if anyone's trying to contact me. But like, right? Maybe a no social media days yeah yeah man it's 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 bad i just got my um little notification that my phone usage is up this week uh oh i don't i hate those notifications to five hours and 38 minutes a day so don't tell me that everybody knows that's you know what's what is that how do i find out 40 is that 40 hours a week what's seven times five 35. 35. That's a full-time job, folks. Me just dicking around on my phone. <laughs> Makes me literally want to die. In the state of California, that does not count as part-time. Part-time <laughs> is 30 hours or less. <laughs> um, also, another little announcement. We also started a Discord. Ooh! So you can, if you're into Discord, there's a lot of fun channels. We have a channel where we just send photos of the soups that we make, which... A lot of good soups happening in that channel. I don't know who wouldn't want to see that. A lot of good soups. Brings me a lot of joy, actually. So it's fun. Join our Patreon to join our Discord. Oh, gosh. Join that. And sorry, really quick. I, w- w- before we get into the movie, which we will, um, I wanted to do a quick shout out, a very, very big, lovely thank you to Ginny, Ginny S. I won't give your full name for privacy purposes in case you don't want your full name out there, but you know who you are, Ginny. (laughs) Ginny sent us uh, some holiday treats to our P.O. box, and oh my gosh, it just really, really, it made me so happy. Um, uh, You guys haven't received yours yet because I picked them up from the P.O. box, so Ginny, they'll get them. (laughs) My card has Michael Myers on it, mm. oh, on that's it. Great. and my love. It just really, it's like, what a day maker that was and is. Thank you, Ginny. Thank you, Ginny. Thank you, Ginny. So sweet. Mesa's so happy. Um, 
And you know what else makes me so happy? I'm going to be uh, really honest with you. You know what else makes me so happy? Tell us. This week's movie. And you know what else? It makes me so happy about it. I watched it. <laughs> In theaters. I, wow. This week's movie is Scream. Technically, not technically Scream 5, but it's just called Scream, which I'm not, I find a little bit confusing, but it's Scream. <laughs> 2022 Scream came out. January 14th, 2022. You can see it in the freaking movie theaters safely if if you dare. Um, we, Sammy and I saw it. Sammy and I and, and the correspondent Joel, I don't want to leave him out of the narrative. Um, he's not here, but um, I saw a freaking scary movie in theaters. I'm so proud of you. You did great. I think you, I think, I think I did. I did better than the person in front of us who the whole time, the whole time was like, oh, Oh, I well, love like, it. Hugely reacting in like a very specific way. It was specific. I've never heard those reactions. <laughs> but I part of going to this movie. Yeah, I was so excited. I was like, this is a perfect one to see in a theater. I mean, horror movies in general are pretty fun to see in theaters. Uh-huh. But like this kind of fun horror movie is the best kind, I think, to see with a crowd like hereditary is a little less important to see with the big. Crowd. Yeah, that, that would be tough. <laughs> so I we think. all just feel shitty next to each other. God, it's it was so yeah, it, it was so fun to see with people. I had a freaking blast. I did do the thing where I looked at, but just below the screen or sometimes at the people around me. And I did have a moment where I was really, the tension was really high. And I was like, Emily, this is a movie. This is a movie. Here's what they're going to do. They're building tension. Someone is going to pop out. That is going to happen. But you know that it's, you you can handle it. Like, because I, I like really wanted to watch it. Anyway, it was great. Spoiler alert. I freaking loved it. I loved it as well. I'm so proud of you, Emily. Honestly, look look how far you've come. Just that thought process in and of itself. Very Thank evolved. You. Thank you. Seriously. Wait, have you guys seen all the other screams? I have not. I have seen one, scream one, multiple times. And I've seen scream two when Sammy had it on in her apartment at a Halloween party. And I like watched bits and pieces. That's it. Me too. I have seen all I have seen all of them, but I did not rewatch any of them for this. And listeners, as you know, we have not recapped two, three and four. So just heads up. Yeah. And and I would say I don't think they're not important. I think you could probably go into this one without having seen any. But certainly having seen the first is the only one that like felt like it was coming. Yes. Up. It calls back to the first a lot. It calls back to the first a lot. Yeah. And like reference, you like know there are others, but I don't think they're important to understanding this movie. So, yep. Wow. But OK, let's talk. Let's let's let me give you the deeds. Let me give you the deeds. Uh, screen five directed by Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillett. Written by James Vanderbilt, Guy Busick, based on characters by Kevin Williamson. And it stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Melissa Barrera, Marley Shelton, Jenna Ortega, Dylan Minette, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Sonia Amar, Mikey Madison, and Jack Quaid. Ooh, I know that Ooh. name. I know that name. Ensemble cast. Ensemble cast, a fucking great cast. Everyone in it was so good. I'm going to need a whole year to talk about how fucking good Nev Campbell looks. Excuse me, miss. She looks incredible. I've seen a lot of memes of her like 1996 versus 2022. And it's like, wow, no change. Like literally the same. Like, what the fuck? Maybe better. 
like better yeah, 26 she years looks later. so good and i'm gonna come out and say i was surprised to find that i think david arquette is hot <laughs> yeah sammy is sexually attracted to david arquette and you know i'm what? sexually attracted to david arquette she's not wrong did you feel that way in the first movie no. because certainly no. not no. yeah he's, okay. ho- he's hotter now he's well, hotter also, now. we also know that sammy is attracted to older men older 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 men <laughs> more than say, younger men i thought for a second you were saying old dirty men it's not uncommon for sammy to be more attracted to the older version of a human and but I mean, she's I'm also not, correct i'm not happy about it like i get annoyed i get like wow how unfair that men just get hotter it is deeply unfair and because it here's but the thing, we did like, just say that nev campbell is also getting hotter so true some people just do get hotter but but it hap- statistically it happens more for men statistically statistically if you look at the stats i'm doing the, i'm running the numbers i'm running <laughs> the numbers and, and statistically men more men get hotter um but it's just true okay it has a 75 percent on rotten tomatoes a 60 percent on metacritic and a 7.5 on imdb mm-hmm. um it again it just came out but the budget was 24 million dollars and in the first four days of its release it's made 36 million so congratulations to screen that's great yay uh, yeah i saw a lot of articles about like it people are feeling good about the movies in this moment, because there have been big box office opening weekends, and Scream is a big part of that. People came out to see it. People Hell came yeah. out to see it. They've done a really great advertising push for it. I've seen it ads for it literally everywhere. Everywhere. And the ads are great. And I'm sure some things are like targeted to me because I, you know, Talk about like horror. horror but <laughs> it's also, yeah, I've just seen it everywhere. And the ads are great. I also think like it is the kind of movie you want to see in theaters. It is everyone knows about scream it's got you've got the nostalgia factor but also people love a new horror movie like it's doing everything right in terms Mm -hmm. of like being a movie that people would want to go out and see but even still it's like it's great news that people are going to see it it's great news for the movies it is great news and listeners obviously we highly recommend going to see it go support our dear friend of the pod jack quaid dear friend of the pod our close personal friend if emily can do it you can do it that's fucking true man it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun. I will say it is scary, but the right amount. It's super fun. It's like playing with you the way that Scream does. Uh, it is, I thought, and we'll get into it. The one thing that was harder for me is I think the violence was a lot gnarlier than previous, than like Scream 1. Like oh. it felt like the 2022 version of that where they were like, yeah, you're watching people die. Like they don't shy away from that part where sometimes I feel like the first Scream is like, stab. Oh, no, they're dead. Like there's blood. But this time it was like, you're going to watch them get stabbed. It's going to be brutal. Like it, I, it's still sort of fun in the way that Scream is. But I was surprised by how real the violence seemed. And I'm, I'm yeah. certain that was an intentional choice. Uh, I mean, I think they get, I, you know, the opening scene of Scream 1, you see her get like, someone get Dragged like gut, gutted. That is yeah. true. That is true. That is true. I think that was probably the worst death, though. It's But it, for, for like, slashery violence sometimes is like, it's so stylized, which this one still was. Yeah. But like, I don't, it just felt like grittier. To me. Or you or in slasher violence, you see like the knife and you see the action and you see them screaming, you see the blood, but you don't actually see like the knife right. like inside of their body necessarily. Yeah, you definitely do in, in this. You see that a lot this time. Yep. And you see like <laughs> like I feel like in my head a stab is like 
Like, it's so easy for a knife to... <laughs> I'm insane. It's so easy for a knife to enter a body, it seems like, right? A sharp blade, it just goes right in. But this movie, I saw, like, the effort involved with, like, stabbing oh, a blade into... Oh. Like, it, like, felt, like, very forceful, which it obviously mm-hmm. would be. That was the thing that really got me, is, like, even... Usually, like, the quick stabs are easier for me to watch than, like, uh, you know, a other... stab. A slow... Or, like, like, a... I don't know, like a beating or like, you know what I mean? Like, mm, but like, this was like mm-hmm. the stabs were like, I felt the like strength involved. It was, it like, was too realistic. You have to essentially like punch somebody with a knife to like stab them. And yeah. I've, I experienced that more in this one than I've had in the past. I don't know. I just felt like, cause Scream is always like playing with the fact that sort of slashers in general, like, don't like you fucking sicko you want to watch a bunch of people die right it's sort of like Mm -hmm. doing and i felt like this one was really like okay what so we're gonna watch you're watching these people die are you enjoying it are you having fun the answer for me is yes yes (laughs) um a little bit of trivia i'll let sammy handle we got some friends we got some super fun behind the scenes direct from the source trivia from Close personal friend of the podcast, Jack Quaid. Ooh, I'm so excited. the process of this movie. Thank you, Jack. So delightful for you to share some of that with us. Some things that I could just gather off of IMDb, though. So we'll go from there. We'll start there. I also forgot to mention, in the cast, Roger L. Jackson, who is the voice of Ghostface. And he has been the voice of Ghostface for every single Scream movie. And I feel like he's so perfect so perfect. We'll we'll get to it. There's a line delivery that I almost fell out of my seat. <laughs> I know the one. I've been saying it every single day since then, multiple times. It's so funny. But I just love that. Like, it's the same voice of Ghostface every fucking time. Yeah. I, I, it's an incredible choice. Um, This is the first uh, Scream movie not directed by Wes Craven. Mm. He died in 2015. They dedicated this movie to him. And I remember it being a big thing because the cast was like very hesitant, the original cast, to come back and do yeah. another scream if he wasn't directing. And it was a, I felt a vote of confidence in these directors and their choices for them to come back. Um, and I, it did feel very true to Scream, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie came out on January 14th, 2022 which is 25 years and 25 days since mm. the original film was released on December 20th, 1996. Cool. Wow. Pretty cool. Um, that's all I got. You want to, some of our, maybe some of Jack's trivia will come at the end, but. Um, some will come at the end. One that he gave that <sighs> is just so great is that he said, David Arquette taught them all how to paint like Bob Ross. Apparently David Arquette what? is a certified Bob Ross teacher which is just so no. funny i didn't even know that was a thing i didn't know you could get certified as that <laughs> i guess you no. can yeah so he like had them all paint landscapes one day they all sat in a room and he taught them how to paint landscapes that is amazing that is why we do trivia that's hot guy shit that's hot guy shit <laughs> that is hot guy shit bob ross painting that's what women want and i'm not being sarcastic oh i want it also i love like when you are you're you've been successful you're living your life movies come and go you're not it's like what do you do in your spare time you become a fucking bob ross certified painting instructor and you learn how to paint landscapes like i love that shit so much um, Jack also said that they played a lot of Secret Hitler on set, which is very fun because the whole thing is a whodunit 
and they're playing whodunits and i've played secret hitler before and it's just a very fun game and so it's a fun game picture that picture them doing that picture that it happened can you picture it <laughs> the rest i'll save for the end okay great it's man i'm ex- oh, so we're gonna watch this trailer i'm excited to watch this trailer i'm excited to get into the movie um I do think, listeners, if you feel like you can handle it, I know it's harder with a new release, uh, especially in these times. If you don't want to be spoiled, go freaking see it. Come back and listen. Yep. Um, because the surprise element of the whodunit is always fun, and you're obviously going to hear it. We're going to tell you. That's the whole point of this. So, um, But I'm not dissuading you from listening to our podcast. Obviously, I want you here. But you just get it. Anyway, you get it. Let's watch the trailer. Let's watch it. There's certain rules to surviving. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is a part of something in the past. This one just feels different. You're all in danger. Bob? Well, Sydney. I've seen this movie before. Not this movie. You said we were going to finish this. Go finish it, Sydney. Scream. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. It's so fun. It's so fun. They are hot. They deliver. They're so hot. Are you ki- oh right? God. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Hi. I am stoked to hear about this movie. Also, didn't know that the girl from Yellow Jackets is in this. Wait, which one is that? Which she's one? Jasmine Savoy Brown. She plays um, Mindy? Mindy. Yeah, she's great. She's also in she the Leftovers. Great. Um which she is also great in. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, whoa. I This looks like a fucking riot. I'm it's excited. So fun. It's fun. I will probably see it again, too. I like, I would like to see it again. I like want to watch it again. It's, I it's was bummed really great. that I couldn't see it again before doing that. I like wanted to watch it again. Yeah. If it were, if it were streaming, I would have 100% watched it. But I'm, I'll go see it again. I'm in that AMC A list, baby. A-list, I ain't got to pay again. Maybe Ooh. I ain't got to pay. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's freaking do it. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. 
I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'll say that just about Scream 2, 3, and 4, all you really need to know is that there are always two killers. And in Scream 2, it starts at the premiere of a movie called Stab. So it gets even more meta. There's a movie within a movie that's based on the events of the first movie. And in Mm -hmm. each consecutive scream, there's a consecutive stab. I didn't know that. That's important to know. That's important to know. And and it's written by or the 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 events of Scream are turned into a book by Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox's character, the reporter. um, Mm. And the and the her book about the events is what it gets turned into the movie. Yeah, what that's what stab is based on. And usually um, the killers end up being someone who's either like obsessed with the movies and or the events, someone that's related to it. There's always like a tie in somewhere. And so it, yeah, is just referenced a lot that so much has been built on this same like original uh, movie that they just keep referencing back to it and then they're like and then this sequel and this sequel and so it's very like self-referential and self-aware that's the whole fun of the screen movies is how meta mm-hmm. they are and how much they comment on horror movies in general and yeah and like tropes and that kind of thing so um, and then you don't need to know this, but in Scream 3, Courtney Cox has the craziest bangs in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I do need to know that. I'm going to Google image it really fast. You better. You better. It's important. Honestly, I thought Courtney looked great in this movie. Yeah. I thought she looked great. I thought she did great. I love Courtney forever. She's a Gemini. So I have a, I have a kinship. Gemini queen. Whoa, look at these bangs. The hair is wild. The hair is really wild in Scream 3. It's, uh, we'll post it. We have to. It looks like a fuzzy black caterpillar is just taped to the top of her That's forehead. the thing. It's like, they're not even, they're not even short, straight bangs. Like they're so jagged. It's so interesting. <laughs> they have like volume. They have a lot of volume. Yeah. <laughs> they have depth. They're so confusing <laughs> with the rest of her hair. 
I just want a picture of her and Jessica Chastain from what was that movie called? With <laughs> Mama. Mama. Oh yeah, Mama. Her intense black wig. I just want to put those like next to my bed and look at them every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, then the screams usually all start with a great opening scene, and this scream is no different. Yeah, I turned to Sam. I remembered this as the movie was starting. I turned to Sam and I went, this part's going to be scary. And Joel turned to me and he goes, just keep in mind, this first part's going to be scary. So I felt very well taken care of as I <laughs> entered this movie. Everyone was looking out for me. So here we go. So we, we start with a phone ringing. Obviously, in the original Scream, we have the infamous Drew Barrymore scene, one of the greatest opening scenes of all time. This mm-hmm. is a bit of a recreation of that. We meet uh, Tara, who is played by Jenna Ortega. It's like literally the same house, it's, right? It's, I think oh, so. Whoa. Yeah, I think it is. And it's yeah, again in Woodsboro, so same same place. And she's texting with her friend Amber. They're high schoolers. She's saying like, "I got the liquor cabinet open. Come over." And the house phone, the landline is ringing, and she answers it eventually. She like ignores it a bit at first, and then answers it. Apparently, she has an ex boyfriend that she's avoiding or something, but she answers it and. It is a man who I thought it was great the way that Roger L. Jackson does this performance, because at first we all know the voice. It sounds like it sounds like the voice, but not exactly like it. Like it's he's talking much more in a friendlier, normal normal voice. But you can hear Mm. like this sounds like his same voice. Mm Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like it's screaming. The phone's ringing, so it yeah is him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he quickly starts saying kind of w- weird things. He he at first says that he's looking for her Tara's mom, and he's a friend from group. And oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm not supposed to say that. And it just stays on the phone like too long, so we know pretty quickly. Okay, this isn't right because if it were truly a friend of her mom's, he wouldn't be like just chatting on the phone with her daughter. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, he eventually kind of reveals that. He says, what's your favorite? Do you like scary movie? He like goes, which is what is classic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's he's asking her about what her favorite horror movie is, if she has seen Stab. And she says, no, the Stab movies are pretty um, bad. I like more stuff like The Babadook and Hereditary. Really? She says that? She says that. He asks what her favorite scary movie is and she says The Babadook. Uh-huh. She's like, I love movies that have like underlying themes about grief and yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? That's so uh-huh. great. I love it's it. very funny. <laughs> very cheeky, winking, being like, we're not about to have that kind of movie uh-huh. and he's kind of arguing like oh yeah like those it's like so artsy those movies like i like the more back to basics i like stab and he asks her if he like she remembers you know stabs based on the real event and i can't remember the exact turn but soon she realizes oh like i'm talking to the killer ghost face or some sociopath, yeah. Some Somebody is fucking with me, and he says, you know, you want to play a game, and he's going to quiz her on stab trivia, says you'll get three questions, and she's like, I told you, like, I don't like those movies, like, quiz me on the Babadook. <laughs> and he's saying he's out, he lets her know that he is outside of her friend Amber's 
window. He like show, starts playing a video of like, here's Amber. Cause he's yep. texting her now from Amber's phone. And it's like, this isn't Amber. I have Amber's phone and shows her a video of Amber. He's like, if you don't get these questions right, your friend Amber's going to die. So now the stakes oh, are. So they're texting now. He's on the phone, but she had been texting, texting okay. Amber and, and it becomes clear that it's the killer also texting her. And it's like, and now on the phone, he's like, answer these questions or Amber's going to die. So that's why she has to like stay on the phone and, and answer the questions. Mm hmm. And she gets the first two right. I think she gets the third wrong because... I like that she gets the second right because she pulls up, like, IMDb, essentially, That's of right. the stab movies. Because it's also like, yeah, I mean, it's 2022, so she can fucking Google the answers to a trivia question. Right. And she does that, and she gets it right. And the third question is, who is the killer? She says, Billy Loomis. That is the skeet, old rich character. And she's, like, all excited. Like, I got it. I got it. I know that's right. And he says, no, it's only half right. It was also Stu. I can't remember Stu's last name, but that's... Mocker. Mocker. That's Matthew Lillard's character. (laughs) And so, sorry, but you lose. She opens the front door. There's a fun gag where, because it's all, like, everything's electronic, the... She like locks the doors from her phone. So it'll be like all doors locked and then all doors unlocked. But she opens the front door to like look outside. She tries to go to get Amber because she, th- she thinks he's going to kill Amber. So she's like, oh, my God, Amber. So she like goes to open the door. Ghostface is right there. Slices her uh, stomach. She uh, closes the door. This is where she keeps pressing lock all doors. They keep getting unlocked. She's backing up into the house into a like dark corner where we know you never back up you gotta have a wall behind you you have to have a wall behind you you. looking in all directions aware of your surroundings at all times Ghostface jumps out gets her stabs her like a lot and she puts Mm. her hand up at one point he stabs through the hand Mm. with that big fucking knife with a curve at the end yeah you know you know the knife it's the same one from all of them how do they keep getting that same knife have you guys ever seen a knife like that in real life? I've never seen it. But to be fair, I haven't Absolutely gone looking. not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I bet if you look for it, you can find it. That's true. And steps on her leg, Ooh. breaks her leg. You see it. It's like nasty. stomps on her shin. Ugh. And you just like see and hear the bones break. I think that's like Holy a one, shit. two. Like he steps on her leg and breaks it. She turns, puts her hand up. Sta- like the sequence of this first. Yeah, it was so violent. brutal. Yeah, brutal. brutal. Fuck, I hate this. I do not like this. And I can't remember how it ends. And I guess we should say that because we've only seen this once in theaters, just an apology if we get things a little wrong. It's harder to do these recaps from just straight memory. I think with the like alarm system on her phone that like locks and unlocks the door, ah, she's able to alert the authorities. That's right. So we he- I think we hear like si- like she's like the cops are on their way. So I think the killer like runs out of the house and then we just get like scream title card. Yeah. Yep. Is she still alive or dead? We, we don't know. TBD. Okay. <gasps> Ooh, baby. <laughs> then we cut to a bowling out outside a bowling alley and we meet Sam uh, and her boyfriend, Richie, who is Jack Quaid. Sam is played by what's her name? Melissa Barrera. Melissa Barrera. And they are boyfriend and girlfriend. Sam gets a phone call. That her sister Tara has been attacked Mm. and it's clear that they're estranged or are not close. Like whoever is calling her and telling her this is like, I know you guys haven't been close lately, but she's in the hospital and she's going to make it. But like she's really, really hurt. And Sam is like, what happened? And the person like sighs and is like some fucking guy in a ghost face mask attacked her. 
And it's clear that they all know what this means. This has happened a, a lot, lot of times. A lot of times. <laughs> it keeps happening here. <laughs> move away. Move away. Well, <laughs> well, they are away. I mean, they're, they're, Sam and Richie are not in Woodsboro. They're being called like to come to Woodsboro. Oh, okay. I guess not everybody in the world can leave this town. Probably. Yeah. Some people <laughs> are going to stay. Yeah, they should. <gasps> oh boy but so sam decides to yeah go go back to woodsboro richie says i'm coming with you and they're driving back to woodsboro and she's like okay so here's the deal have you ever seen or heard of the stab movies and he's like oh i haven't seen them but I've, I've heard of them she's like yeah those are based on the events of this town those things really happened uh the person who stabbed my sister is like <gasps> based off these movies and yet he's basically like whoa that's this feels like bad and stupid for us to be going there. Um, but they get to the hospital and see she Tara is fine. She's been stabbed seven times. Oh, too many times. Too many times. She and, and Tara, Sam and Tara have like a little, you know, I love you. I'm so sorry I left. Like they're they're happy to see each other. Their mom is not there. She's in London on work. That we get the vibe that like the mom is not super present in their mm-hmm. lives. Um so sort of just the two of them. We are introduced to Sheriff Judy, who is um, familiar. She and Sam, I guess Sam left town when she was 18. She's five years older than Tara and like got into a lot of trouble before she left. The friends sort of are in the hospital room and they're like, oh, Sam's coming back. That's going to be trouble. She was a, a troubled teen. So she also the sheriff doesn't really like her. They have mm-hmm. a tense relationship. Um, but Sam says she's like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to figure out who did this to you and i think sheriff judy is like maybe you should go and like leave this to people who actually care um nobody really lo- nobody's very nice to sam yeah not a warm welcome for sam not a warm welcome harsh when do we have the scene at the high school where we kind of meet all the friends um you know what i think it's right before this scene, before they go just to the hospital to, it's i mean not uh, not a ton happens in it but it's just to meet all of the friends there is wes there's always a friend group there's always a friend group mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's wes he is the one who called sam um and there is amber who is the friend that was texting with her and uh mm-hmm. then there's the twins who are chad and mindy mm-hmm. and chad's and then chad's girlfriend, girlfriend live live and they have a conversation that's again very aware of the history and aware that they should all be suspecting each other it's very quickly getting into like who done it and like them all pointing out like someone sees chad has a bruise and they're like what where'd you get that bruise and he's like i got a football practice and like very quickly they're all suspicious of each other half joking and half like but we should be asking these questions like we have reason yeah, like, to be suspicious. They, they, they all know the the deal, and they're like, "It's all it's you. It's usually someone in the friend group. So it's probably one of us. Is it you? Is it you? I don't know. I don't trust you." And but they're like friends, but they also, yeah, one of them. It's probably one. And of they're us. like, uh, Mindy is like a, a rude to live. She's like, it's not live. Lives too stupid. And yeah. then at some point, lives X pulls up in a in a uh, car like a muscle car, and it looks like an older guy, like college or honestly, he looked older than that. He looked old. <laughs> Um, but not old enough for me to find him hot. 
Right. <laughs> Good. That's the cutoff. <laughs> Older than them, younger than us. <laughs> and uh, his name's Vince, and they all kind of give him a dirty look, like, okay, well, what's this guy's deal? Like, he's he's just like looking like a creep, so he seems suspicious too. And yeah, then at the hospital, Sam is feeling like attacked by everybody and there's a part where she goes into a room by herself to like get away from everybody it's like the little kitchen area or something i think she takes her medication she's like medication mm. like pills that she's taking throughout yep this mm. as well mark your bingos mark your bingos and as she's looking at herself in the mirror who pops up behind her but skeet freaking Ulrich, billy loomis Wait, what? And it's like her hallucination. And we don't. Okay. We don't like totally know what's going on yet, but it's clear that he's like not alive. It's like a, it's like a, what do you call a CGI version so that he yeah, looks like younger. It's not at his normal age. It is Skeet Lourdes currently doing it, but it, they age him down to look like he does at the end of Scream 1. He's like got stab marks. Yeah, in he's in the, he's in the like, like white shirt with blood all over it. Does he, he dies? He, he dies, dies at the, the end, end of screen one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 Sydney Prescott, uh, Nev Campbell's character, kills him. He uh, says something like, "When are you going to tell her why this is happening?" Mm-hmm. Oh she says no. to Sam. Yeah. Sam, what do you know, Sam? What do you know? Then Sam goes in and does tell her right right now, right? Oh. <laughs> well, Sam gets attacked. Oh yes. Okay. First, Sam gets attacked by Ghostface. Ghostface is in the room. Oh no, he calls her and sorry. Okay, so she's in the room and. Gets a call from, again, the scary voice, ghost face, and is like, you want me, motherfucker? Like, I'm here. Come and get me. And he's like, OK. And he's right there <laughs> and attacks her. She is able to defend herself with, like, some chairs in the room. She screams for help. She's in a, you know, full hospital. She's in a full hospital. And so then is able to run out into the main area. Ghostface does not follow because there's too many people around. And she's screaming, freaking out. He's here. I just got attacked. I just got attacked. They ask for more officers to come and protect the room. And then she goes in to talk to Tara. And this is, I think, where she tells why this is Wait, happening. Just to clear, just to clarify, Ghostface is in full Ghostface regalia. Like he's That's wearing right. the full oh, yeah. black. It's so such an ostentatious I like, know, murder so outfit. Fun. It's so funny. It's really so deeply fun. At least like Michael Myers, like you could kind of see him blending in to the background and stuff like that. But like Ghostface, it, it's crazy. Unless it's Halloween. But it's easy to pull on and off, I'd say. That's true. It's 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 accessible. It's like essentially a big cape <laughs> with a mask in the yeah, front. Yeah, but if I saw if I was living in this town where this man kept murdering people or someone in this outfit kept murdering people, if I saw that, I would be like calling the police immediately. Anyway, yeah. Well, go on. That's why that's why he's <laughs> got to be so sneaky. I mean, people can't people don't see him. He's so fast, so fast. Okay, so so Sam asks to or Sam goes back into the room with Tara. Uh, Richie is in the corner on his phone. She says, what are you doing? He's like, he's watching stab movies. She's like, are you joking? He's like, no, I like want to know what we're dealing with. Like, I don't know what's happening. And she asks for people to clear the room. She tells, uh, Sheriff Judy, get, bring more backup. We need more protection here. And she's like, I want to talk to Tara alone. And this is where she reveals that the reason she left five years ago, this is the like source of the tension between them, is that she 
abandoned her mom and sister. And she says it's because she went up into the attic one day and found a bunch of mom's old diaries and discovered that her dad is Billy Loomis. Oh, oh, her dad Uh-oh. is Billy Loomis. And she found this in a diary, confronted her mom about it without knowing that when she was confronting her mom about it, her dad was in the room listening. He didn't know that he wasn't her father. Oh. And then so that night the dad left the family. And so she's like, I'm the reason dad left. Um, and also my dad's a serial killer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Wait, do we know either of these actors of, or were they in any of the other screen movies? The parents? No, I don't think so. No, and they don't appear in this movie either. It's they're just not like, in the movie. Yeah, no, it's just. Okay. Okay. Important Ooh. to Sam and, and Tara's backstory and relationship. Got it. Oh, and after also like in the before she kicks everyone out while everyone's still like stressed of the tension of Sam having just been attacked, Amber and Richie are like yelling at each other. And Richie's like, well, where was Amber this whole time? They're just like always trying to account for people's whereabouts. And Amber's like, I was with Sheriff Judy. I was at the station like I have an alibi. And like, what were you doing? You were just here watching Netflix like, oh, that sounds pretty fucking airtight. Like, like just like constantly accusing each other. Um, but okay, so then they get uh, the extra security at the hospital. And then that night, I think they go to a bar. I don't know who all is there, but it's like the friend group. Or- it's the friend group. It's the teenagers. Also, after Sam tells this to Tara, Tara is like, get the fuck out. Oh, right. Like, she's like, Tara pissed. is pissed. And she's like, you left me. You never shared this with me. She's not mad that her dad is Billy Loomis. She's mad that her sister never told her. And she was like, you were too young. I didn't want to burden you with this. And mm-hmm. Tara's like, get the fuck out. Like, I don't need you here. Mm. But then, yes, the friend, the teenage friend group is at a bar now all discussing, like, who's the killer? What was going to happen? And that fucking creep lives ex-boyfriend, the old, not that old guy is there. And Chad and him get into a bit of an altercation where Chad's like, leave her the fuck alone. Like, get out of here. She doesn't she's not interested in you. That creep pulls out a little knife on Chad just to threaten him. And the uh, bartender is like, hey, get out. Get out of the bar. Um, and then he's outside peeing on a wall because that's what trashy guys do. <laughs> yeah, he's peeing on the wall outside and then headlights turn on and the song Red Right Hand starts blaring from his car, which is a song that plays in all of the Scream movies except for number four, which people were mad about. Mm. Um, I was very excited to hear this song. And it's also the theme song of Peaky Blinders. <gasps> oh, I know that song. Yeah, it's a great song. But uh, just hearing it being played and it's we realize it's his car that someone has turned on his car, turned the headlights on and he like walks back and is yelling like, who the fuck is that? Car's empty when he gets there. He leans in to reach in to grab the keys to turn it off. He's kind of drunk and stumbling. And then he just gets stabbed in the neck real quick. Ghost face pops up behind him and just goes pew. pew. Yeah, that one is quick. That one is honestly funny. Just was like. (laughs) And he uh, dies, crawls away for a bit and then dies. Yep, so now Ghostface has actually killed one person, almost killed, or tried to kill two. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important to note that when the attack happened on Sam at the hospital and they got more security for Tara's room, they also were like, we can put her on a private floor. 
Um, so, so Tara is still in the hospital. She got stabbed a bunch of times, his big broken leg, which a private floor floor sounds worse. Sounds worse. <laughs> sounds so much worse. So much worse. But that is what they do. So, so Tara is in a private floor in the hospital. Sam, meanwhile, is like, okay, we need to fucking figure out what's going on. I don't trust the sheriff. She tells Richie in order to figure out what's going on here, we need to talk to an expert. <laughs> Who do you think that expert is? The hottest guy in town. Big guns. <laughs> the big guns. We got to go to the hottest guy in town's house. <laughs> Dewey. Dewey Riley? I think that's his I name. I love that his name is Dewey. Like what? Officer Dewey. What was Kevin Williamson thinking? Dewey. Like where does I it come from? What would they call him Dwight? I think it's a nickname, I think. Or maybe yeah. I just misheard. No, I, it's iconic. It's perfect. It's iconic, iconic, iconic to iconic. name someone Dewey. In this Officer context. Dewey is really cute. Um, but yeah, so they go, they knock on it. He lives in a trailer park. They knock on his trailer door. He is drinking alcohol in the morning and watching a morning talk show with Gail Weathers. Okay, Sammy, for all these reasons, I would be a little more concerned that you're attracted to him. <laughs> okay, well, I was yeah. But just wait. Just wait. Also, I guess it's important to note, it, he, he and Gail Weathers end up together throughout the... I think they get married in... Or, like, engaged in three, and they've, like, been married in four. But, yeah, it's clear that they have since They are split no up. longer together. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's doing so Which well. Which, this is also... Just a lot of meta. Yeah, I really when this was and this it was blowing my mind. This scene was blowing my every scene with the two of them and about the two of them was blowing my fucking mind because how weird to be in a movie with your ex wife talking about how you are no longer married to each other. It like is a big part of their story in this movie, and I just kept being like, "What was this like? They what was this like? Must be on very good terms because they must be on very good. They terms. Mu- oh, they, they would never do this if they weren't. Yeah, they would never be able to do this otherwise. Hopefully, they're just good friends. That's what I it sounds like. They're just like. good friends. Anyway, so they go to visit Officer Dewey. He at first wants nothing to do with it. Sam says, "My dad's Billy Loomis." He lets them in. <laughs> That's a Trump card for sure. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you got it. He's yeah. like, all right, come on in. Sits him down on the couch. <laughs> this is just Sam and Richie. And he immediately is like, who's the, who's Richie? How did you meet him? Does he know about your dad? It's always the boyfriend. Like, what's this guy's deal? And Richie's like, whoa, 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 man. And then like starts listing off other things. He's like, I'm just saying like, these are the things like it's that it's always someone in your friend group. And he says three things. What's the third thing he says? I can't remember. It's oh, it's it's always related to the past. That's the other one he right. says. It always has to do with something in the past. So like, think about the past of all these people. Right, like, like who has connections to who? Um, it's always connected to the original events. Yeah, I just want to point out that it's extremely satisfying to have a character who's doing what the audience is already doing. Themselves. Oh, it's great! It's fucking great! It's so yeah. and he's and again he's so hot. He's so hot and he comes in and he's like, "Here's how this fucking shit goes. Like, I'm not playing around. Like, we're not going to be stupid. Like, here's literally everyone you need to put at the top of your suspect list." Yeah, he's like, "Does she have a friend group?" And she says, "Yes." And he's like, "Great. You go there next. Like, you talk, like." And she asks him for his help and he says, "No." He's like, "I've been stabbed 9 times. I have permanent nerve damage. I I'm not fucking doing this again. Good luck. Like, I am out." Which fair. I also love. Fucking fair. fair. Are you kidding? Yeah. You nine times? Like, no, thank no. you. Yeah. No, thank How you. How dare We're you done. come to me? Like, <laughs> I have done this enough. Um, but they leave and, and they decide they're going to gather the friend group because that's the next point of defense. Uh, and so then Dewey then is like, he calls Sydney 
to be like, hey, ghost. It's really sweet. It's a very tender scene. Mm -hmm. He calls her and she answers like, oh, it's so good to hear your voice. How are you? This clearly haven't talked in a while. She asks him how the oh, she's like, he tells her. Don't come back here. And she's like, I'm not. A f- f- yeah, you don't need to tell me that. I. Yeah, well, she's not living her, in she, Woodsboro anymore. She's not living in Woodsboro anymore. She has kids. She's a nice life, it seems. He asks her if she has a gun. And she says, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Boom. Oh, uh, damn. Boom. And he says, OK, uh, don't come back here. And she says, of course I'm not. And she says, Dewey, I'm really glad. Like, whatever's happening there, I'm glad they have you to protect them. She clearly doesn't know that he is obviously no longer working in the police force. Um mm-hmm. And she asks if he's told Gail, and he's like, that's going to be my next call. And uh, and so hangs up, and he does not call Gail. He sends her a text, <laughs> and it's a very fun scene. He sends her a text. He goes, ghost face back. Don't come here. Sends it. And then says, hope you're doing well. Smiley face. <laughs> sends it. And then he sits there and he goes, gosh, I shouldn't have sent the smiley face. Like, he immediately feels, like, awkward about it. It was very fun. But so after that, he like eventually decides that he will go and help out the kids. So everyone eventually gathers at Mindy and Chad's, the twins house, and their uncle was Randy, who is the Jamie Kennedy character who dies in Scream 2. Um, And their mom is Martha played by Heather Matarazzo, who is in one of the sequels. I don't remember her, but the audience had a reaction to her. So the audience had a reaction. <laughs> so she's obviously, which I remember her from the princess diaries. Yes. <laughs> that was oh. my reaction. It was like, Oh, that's, her. but that's not, I know why, exactly that's not why the audience was reacting. So we're, I feel like it, she has something to do with scream. Yes. Um, but then in here is where we have another big, like, talk about possible motives and again more of the history of the stab movies and the events that they the real events that they have been based on and they talk a lot about the fans being really upset about the sequels being getting worse and worse they reference dread it people on dread it being really rude about the sequels which i thought was fun there's also a line about Ryan Johnson in here, like the one that was directed by the Knives Out guy was so bad, which is a reference to Ryan Johnson getting a ton of shit for one of the Star Wars movies. So a lot of commentary on toxic fan culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the culture of like reboots and sequels mm-hmm. and like that nothing can just be nothing's dead. We're bringing everything back. The Mindy character is like clearly a super fan. Yep. And so she goes on this uh monologue about like oh my god okay what well, here i get it here's what's happening we're we're in the middle of a requel is what she calls it mm-hmm. she's like it's not quite a sequel but it's not quite a reboot it's like based on the events of the original but with new characters and new twists so everything so she's like basically explaining what movie we're in but also it, how it is tied to like who they can suspect as the killer and who is going to be the next victim. And as this scene was happening, I started to feel very out of body because I have just watched Matrix Resurrections, which does a lot of this shit, and it references the first Matrix and is like, this is the world we're in now, and they, they constantly talk about the Matrix as an idea in the Resurrections. And I just had this moment where I was like, is this movies now? Like, is this? I, I was just like, what's <laughs> happening? Wait, you know- you know what? The only thing that I can think as you're explaining this is you're just a rat in a maze. You're just a rat, <laughs> rat in a maze. maze. 
yeah, it's it's wild, but it's also very scream to to be doing this. But so she says, well, by by requel logic, the most likely killer is Sam. She's like, yep, that would be perfect, perfect for the requel. So now they're back to like all suspecting each other, and they do say, okay, well, the victims are tied to the original people. From the stab they find out Vince movies. is Stu's nephew, the one that died. Vince was Stu Mocker's okay. nephew. Billy Loomis's okay. kid is Sam. So that okay. so Mindy and uh, Chad, Chad are Randy's. like fuck. Our uncle yep. was in it, so we're we're fucked. Um, and they say Wes is like, well, my mom, his mom is the sheriff, by the way, um, Sheriff Judy, and he's like, well, my mom was involved as a sheriff and uh i think mindy's like she wasn't a main character you're fucking fine um so they're like trying to suss out like who what who the next person's gonna be there's a part where wes says something to dewey like you know maybe it's you you are like past your prime like where nobody's focusing on you anymore and like maybe that's making you mad or something like that and he's like maybe you're the killer because that cut deep That's so funny. I don't know what the line is exactly leading into it's, it, but it's something like that. But it oh, it, it, it really great. made me laugh. Um, but Sam gets mad that eventually she is accused, and so Sam like storms off and is like, "I'm not, I'm not sitting through this." Richie comes out and tries to follow her to the car and is like, "The one rule is we don't split up." Like, we're, so now we're like already in the fabric of like how mm. this works. But she's like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." Yeah, she goes off on her own, and then we cut to Sheriff Judy at home. Uh, ordering food and food for dinner and the front door opens. There's a lot of there's a lot of little fake out moments in here. It's a very fun scene. Very this fun. Scene is really good. Ten yeah. minutes. But uh, the doors open. She gets scared. She immediately grabs a knife. Turns out it is her son, Wes, coming home from a run or I guess. Yeah, no, it's from a run. He's all sweaty. And she says, I'm going to go pick up dinner. He says, why don't you Postmates it? She says it gets all cold. We don't need to know all those details. But (laughs) (laughs) she tells him, you know, you go up and shower. I'll go pick up the food. So she gets in her uh, police vehicle to go pick up some sushi. And Wes gets in the shower. Never good. Don't do it. And as Judy is in the car, the phone rings and it is Ghostface and he says, hello, Officer Judy. Officer Judy. <laughs> Judy. It's so What's funny. I like spit when, when it happens. Is that I, the best line? Yes. That's it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. Joel and I keep saying it to each other back and forth. Judy. Judy. Officer Judy. Can you both say it again in unison? I want to hear know. it again. Pull it off. Officer Judy. <laughs> it's so funny. Brilliant. It's so good. Um, but she he basically tells her, um, I, you know, when I, I've killed two people or something, she's like, You've only killed one. And he's like, Well, next time you see me, your son's gonna be dead. And she realizes he that her son's at home alone. She whips the police car around, puts like sends out a distress call, is running back, like, please don't kill my son. We're getting like shots of Wes uh, in the shower, not paying attention to anything, not care in the world, not on edge. Shampoo in his hair like you do, just not concerned. Judy runs, gets home, runs up to the front door and Ghostface pops out, stabs her right in the stomach, kills her right out front of her house in broad daylight. Wes is fine. Wes is in the shower. Nobody's nobody's in there. 
and Judy dies. And then <gasps> we get Judy. Goodbye, goodbye Judy. 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 So Judy. Sad. Judy. <laughs> And we get a series of really good fake outs with Wes getting out of the shower and you know how it's always like you open the refrigerator door and then lean in and the audience is really anticipating someone being behind the refrigerator door when you close it. And so it keeps the music keeps like rising like and then he closes it. Nobody's there. It happens like four times. It happens so many times. The whole theater is laughing every time because we're just like, God damn it. Because you also know he is there somewhere. He just keeps being like, not here. <laughs> uh, but eventually the front door opens on its seemingly on its own. Wes goes to investigate, opens the door, doesn't see anything, closes it, turns around. Ghostface is there. Ghostface stabs him through the neck. We see the oh, side. No. It goes in one side and out the other of his neck. Ooh, it's yucky. Oh. We see it go right through. And then it looks like Ghostface is like pulling down also. <gasps> Oh, no. And it's just like the camera is just centered on the knife through the neck. Like it's you don't you can't look anywhere else. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. No, you got to look at it. And it's for a while until we, we see Wes uh, finally dies. Oh, my God. Fuck. OK. Cops arrive because the Judy had put out a distress call. Uh, Sam sees the commotion. She's driving nearby, I guess, runs up and is like, I know them. Are they OK? A cop is like, no, I'm sorry. She sees the extra, the cop that was put stationed outside of her sister's hospital room as extra Mm. like protection is there. And she's like, if you guys are here, like who's protecting my sister? And Dewey shows up there because Dewey used to be the sheriff. So he like knows him and he's there and he sees that that Officer Judy is dead and a news van pulls up. And it is Gail Weathers. And she immediately comes up to Dewey and hits him and is like, a text? You sent me a fucking text? Um, And he's upset that she's there because he doesn't want any of them to come back to Woodsboro because he knows what that means. Also, it's clear, you know, they have a little uh, moment where they uh, rehash everything that happened in their relationship, which is that they, she had gotten a job in New York. He moved with her to New York, but couldn't hack it. They, he left, they split up. But then they they like sort of reckon they like both start crying they like reconcile on that moment and Whoa. and she she's like why didn't you tell me he was like I couldn't do it I just couldn't hack it and I've been I've been sad every day that I made that choice I still like watch your show every day and she's like why wouldn't you have told me that and they just have this moment of like I needed a different life than you needed and that's just the deal and it's like a sad but sort of sweet moment for them Mm -hmm. uh, to say the things they never said to each other because they're confronting probably getting murdered again for the millionth time but yeah in the end sam is like fuck who's watching my sister i have to go to the hospital so she goes to get in her car and as but right before she drives off dewey gets in the passenger seat and he's like i'm coming with you Mm -hmm. so they go to the hospital uh and she's realizing she like might not get there in time so she calls richie to i think she's like calling all of the friends maybe just being like who can get to tara fastest like she's Mm -hmm. alone and we see tara alone on her own private hospital floor so jesus such a bad idea watching dawson's creek oh yeah which is fun that is fun oh that's realistic she starts hearing noises starts so power goes out power goes out she starts getting scared and 
it's kind of fun. She's like hooked up to the heart rate monitor and you start hearing her heart rate get faster and faster. And then she's like, fuck this, pulls out the cords and rolls a little wheelchair over next to her bed and hoists herself into this wheelchair. But she's in so much pain because she's been stabbed seven times. She got stabbed through her hand and she has to like wheel. Oh, it's so brutal. And we start seeing blood seeping through like her bandages as she's like she's clearly like ripping stitches and stuff just by moving. Like she should not be moving. (laughs) No, but she's I mean, it's she's fucking dead. No, it's like there's nowhere she could go. Like, how could she get away? But she's at least trying and whoever made that call to put her on the private floor they can just go fuck themselves (laughs) so she starts wheeling herself out of her room as she starts wheeling herself down the hall she sees that the security guard at the desk and on her floor has been brutally killed and is bleeding out on the floor she manages to get herself into another empty room and uh shuts the door a crack but then the door gets opened again it's very dark she grabs one of those like IV rolling pole things, you know, whacks the person with it. Um, but it's Richie, right? It's Richie. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, I am here. Like, are you OK? And then very quickly, Ghostface pops up, slices Richie. <gasps> no. And I think also punches him. Yeah, like push it. So he no- gets knocked out a bit. He like he gets yeah. knocked out. So Richie collapses. Tara darts for the door the other direction. She's like going toward the elevator and then does Ghostface call Sam or does Sam Ghostface call? Oh, no, I think Sam is calling Tara's phone and Ghostface picks it up and he's like, hi, Sam. And then he says, all right, Sam, I could kill either Tara or Richie. You choose. You tell me who to save. I'm about to kill one of them. And she's like, please, please, no. And she won't she won't say it. She won't say, like, kill Richie, kill Tara. She's just like, please, 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 don't hurt her, don't hurt her. And he's like, oh, come on, Sam. It's so easy. Just make a choice. Like, only one of them's going to die, but you have to tell me which one it's going to be. And she's like, am I stupid or am I just stalling for time? Elevator doors open. Dewey and Sam are there. Dewey shoots Ghostface a bunch of times in the chest. Ghostface stumbles back into like a glass case thing, falls and collapses. They get Richie and Tara and they all like run into the elevator without trying to unmask Ghostface. I couldn't believe it. Uh, You gotta. But but, I mean, granted, they're just trying to get away. But it's also like, pull that fucking mask off. Yeah, they don't. They all run into the elevator and then Dewey says the head. Uh, You got to shoot the head. The killer always comes back unless you shoot him in the head. He turns back. Sam's like, who who fucking cares? Like, come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. Dewey says, no, I got to do this. They go down in the elevator. Dewey goes back, reloads his gun and goes to uh, like raising the gun to shoot Ghostface in the head. Then his phone rings and it's Gale. Ghostface pops back alive, stabs Dewey from the front oh. and the back. Yeah. Oh! And then lifts him with both blades, like completely slicing up his like insides and back. Oh, it's gnarly. And says, it's an honor. Oh, okay. And kills Dewey. And it's really sad. I almost cried. Dewey and it's so sad. And we're really sad about it. 
No, he survived so uh, many so times. many times, but not this one. I knew he I dies. knew one of them was gonna die. It had to be. Yeah, and it, yeah. So Dewey dies. And he just had that like cathartic end of relationship talk with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep, yep, exactly. Yep. Um, so then downstairs in the entryway to the hospital, Gail Gail approaches, sobbing. She sees them pulling out Dewey's, you know, in the body bag, and then guess who shows up. Sydney fucking Prescott because she found out that Dewey died and she had to show up. And so she and Gail have a moment. Tara and Sam sort of reconcile because the last time they talked, Tara was like, fuck you, get out of here. But they have an, another moment where, where Tara's like, I don't blame you. I just wish you hadn't left me. And Sam's like, I'll never leave you again. Uh, and Sam says, OK, we are getting out of Woodsboro. Like, you're not staying in this hospital. Somebody has to, we just have to get out of this fucking town. So she and Richie and Tara uh, go to leave the hospital, but as they're leaving the hospital, they run into Gail and Sydney. Gail and Sydney are like, "We, uh, we know how this goes. You can't run. We want to end this. We will help you." And Sam's like, "So let me get this straight. Y- you, a TV host, and you, Sydney Prescott, want me to commit murder with you." And they're like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sydney's uh, so like, I have kids. I'm not sleeping until this person is in the ground. Like, I'm connected to all this shit all the time. This affects me, too. Like, I'm not sleeping until this guy's dead. And Sam says, no, I'm I'm getting out of town. I, I'm just leaving. And 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 Sydney's like, it doesn't work that like you can't. Don't you think we've tried? You can't just leave. And Sam's like, nope, sorry. I got to keep my sister safe. Like, we're fucking out of here. So they leave. Gail and Sydney are standing there and they're like, well, fuck. Like, Gail's like, that that didn't go well. And Sydney's <laughs> like, it's okay. I put a tracker on her car. Let's follow her. And they're like, oh, okay. Hell yeah. There's some point where like, or throughout the movie, we're getting like little flashes of skeet, Billy Loomis. And there's yes. like a part in which he's giving her like Sam a pep talk kind of thing where he's like, you're like my daughter. Like you shouldn't be afraid. Like you have this in you too. Like you have a murderous like, rage inside of you this. too. Yeah like tap into that and she's like i'm nothing like you like there's that kind of back and forth mm. going on between her and her hallucination of billy that like and mm-hmm. i work like that's what her medication that she's taking is presumably for yeah. is like the visions that she has of her serial killer dad very riverdale you love to see very it. riverdale <laughs> but uh, earlier in the movie we established that amber no sorry amber um uh tara has asthma and needs her inhaler mm-hmm. um so richie and sam and tara are driving out of town unbeknownst to them being followed by sydney and gail but tara is looking in her bag and it's like fuck i don't have my inhaler like i need i need my inhaler or we you know like i I need it. And Richie's like, uh, fuck no. Like, we'll get an, a new inhaler when we like get to the next town. And she's like, I can't get it without a prescription. Like, there, I have an extra one at Amber's house. It's on the way. Can we just stop at Amber's house and get my inhaler? And Sam's like, yep, we got to do it. And Richie's like, fuck no. Like, are you kidding me? No, we have to get out of this fucking town. But eventually Sam's like, it'll be quick. She needs it. Like, let's just do it. So they, we cut to Amber's house where she's having a party for their friend who got murdered. It's like a memorial. Um, and they're like all doing shots and like are having a party. This house looks very familiar to us. It is the house of the first the events of the first movie. But they don't know this. Oh, OK. Wait, wait, wait. So I thought that in the beginning, Tara was also in the first house. She was. So they Tara, used the same houses. Same houses. Yep. Same town. Same houses. Yeah. Which is also okay, got just it. a fun thing for 
the fans. Got it. So the, as they pull up to get the inhaler, they Amber is like, oh, OK, everybody leave. Party's over. Yeah, because Sydney and Gail call Sam and they're because they see the address of where they're stopping at. And they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. They call and they're like, you got to get out of there. That's where this all happened before. Like You're the killer is recreating house. the events of the first movie. They like are calling. They got you there. That's where they want you to be. And so they all yeah, start panicking and, and and Amber and Richie are like, OK, everybody out, everybody, everybody out. It's a very fun scene where they're like, not, not none of the teens want to leave. You're like, no, we're having a party. And so <laughs> Richie like turns the lights on. He's like, OK, Gen Z, uh, <laughs> get out. I'm saving your lives. Get the fuck out. I, I know. I'm, and somebody calls him like Tara's dad. They're like, Tara's dad's ending the party. <laughs> <laughs> just how teens view someone who's fucking 30 years old uh, <laughs> it's really funny which is very fun but so yeah all the teens start leaving kind of the core friend group stays core friend group stays there's a fun moment earlier in the movie Liv and Chad who are dating it gets established that they haven't had sex yet and I don't know nothing like so, uh, you know mourning your friend's death to get you super horny so they're making out on the couch and Liv's like okay I'm like ready let's do it let's do it now let's go upstairs and have sex and Chad's like um well, so I, you know, I'm not saying I think you're the killer, but but I don't know that you're not. So, like, I, I don't think it's safe for me to go upstairs. We should probably stay where all the people are. And she gets really pissed, as you would. She's like, you think I'm a fucking murderer? Like, fuck you. Storm leaves. Um, but he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I should go. I should go try to find her. Like, she's, she's probably mad at me <laughs> for uh, accusing her of being a murderer. So that's also happening. Meanwhile... The uh, Ch- Richie, Sam, and Tara have like split up inside the house to try to find the inhaler. Mm. And we see Chad going outside. And there was also a thing earlier where Liv was trying to get Chad or Chad was trying to get Liv to accept something on the phone that's basically like a tracker, like a find my phone app. So you can always see where your friends are type of thing. Mm-hmm. And she always thought it was creepy. And like, I that's like a stalker boyfriend thing. Like, I'm not doing that. But as he's walking out to try to find her because he's upset her, uh, she said it says she's accepted it. And so he can now see where her phone is and he's following it into the darkness into dark bushes uh. and we're like okay chad okay. come on come on, come dude, on come on and sure enough he eventually gets attacked by ghostface and it's yeah it's like there's a uh, he gets stabbed and then starts running but now knows ghostface has liv's phone and so he's like running and realizes that he's being tracked now that ghostface can see where he is because of his phone he eventually tosses his phone far away and like makes a run for it but ghostface ghostface gets him pins him down we don't see what happens but he definitely gets stabbed oh yeah. you hate to see it should have should have decided to have sex yeah sex would have been the safer sex would have been yeah they would have been fine if they just had sex in the house richie's looking for beer there's like a fun scene where amber goes down into the basement alone and Min, uh, mindy like a jump scare is like also down there and they have like a little face off of like why didn't you ask someone to come down to the basement with you like don't you know that that's like a rule is you shouldn't be by yourself and amber's like well how do you know i'm not the killer and mindy's like because i am and then amber's like i don't know there's like a fun little face off and she's like no i'm not i'm just kidding but like you got to be safer than that you got to be making smarter like, choices that, this than is what this. it would have felt like you know yeah. <laughs> um mindy's the one who's like 
the the Jamie Kennedy character basically who's like I know yes. how this fucking goes like you guys got to be safer you're going to get killed this person going to get killed um like when her brother goes off to find the girlfriend she's like you shouldn't fucking do that but like okay yeah. man uh yeah then Liv comes back in and is like pissed and then and then Mindy's like wait where's Chad and Liv's like what are you talking about like I I haven't I'm trying to get my fucking Uber and it won't come and Mindy's like, Chad went out to find you. Mm. Uh, where the fuck is he? And then, so then she starts suspecting Liv of being the killer. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so now they're now that all of them are like really suspecting mm. each other. Now the numbers are whittling down. So they're like, it's obviously one of us who has survived this. Um, but yeah, then at, at one point, which at this, I this is the point at which I was like, Richie, what the fuck are you doing? Richie's like, when they get to Amber's house, Richie's like, we shouldn't be here. This is a mistake. The fucking murder is going to come here. But then he's like, do you have any beer? And it's like, dude, now you want to have a beer? Like, all of a sudden you're fucking chill and ready to have a beer? And Mindy's like, there's more in the basement. And he's like, uh, well, will you come with me? And she's like, no, but you were right to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so he does he does go down into the basement to get beer. At some point Mindy's like watching the movie by herself. She's like the only one I think left. That's when he goes down to get the beer. Yeah. And she's watching it by herself. And it's the scene in the movie where the Jamie Kennedy character is watching uh, the movie on the TV and is like same couch. on the same couch and is like look behind you look behind you and she's watching him watching this thing and she's like yelling at him watch behind you watch behind you because the killer's coming up behind him behind the couch and we're seeing the killer come behind her on the couch so it's just like movie within a movie with the, the same thing happening on every <laughs> it's very fun uh, but Mindy gets attacked gets stabbed and Sam uh, runs in, I think, at that moment and is uh-huh. able to, like, fight off Ghostface. Um, but then every everybody, like, walks in. Yeah, pretty much at this point, like, Ghostface gets gets pushed away. Everybody converges in the living because of the commotion that's happening. And so the people who end up... Richie comes back up the stairs with the beer and they're like, she's like, where the fuck were you? And he's like, I was getting beer. Mindy's, like, wounded but not dead. Um, and so it's Mindy, Richie, Sam, Tara... Uh, or no, maybe Tara's upstairs, like looking for her inhaler. Maybe. Yep. Um, Amber and Liv are then all in the living room. They've just survived this attack. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? They so they start arguing about like, where were you? Where were you? Minnie just got attacked. Who the fuck is the killer? Mm-hmm. And they start direct. Like, someone says something about Liv. They're like, Liv, you. Where the fuck have you been? Like, uh, and Liv like holds up her hands she's like she has blood on her hands she, oh she has blood on her hands because she just found chad and they're like you just found chad why do you have blood on your hands you mean you found him you maybe you fucking killed him and she holds her hands but she's like i'm not the killer and amber goes you're right i am shoots her in the head <gasps> what so then everyone chaos ensues. They all split everyone runs. richie and sam end up down in the basement right and that's when richie's like I think the second killer might be Tara. You guys yeah, are strange. He's, like, he's like, I've been watching stab movies. There are always two killers. Like, we know one of them's Amber, but I think the other one might be Tara. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are estranged. How well do you know her? She holds up a knife to him. She's like, how well do I know you? And he's like, whoa, you, like, Sam, put the knife down. Like, holy shit. Sydney and Gail pull up and uh, Amber is like out front screaming, like acting like she's wounded and Gail and Sydney kind of look at each other like, what do you think? Like, is this for real? And they're not really buying Amber's performance. 
But and then Amber's just like, ah, fuck it. Pulls the gun out again, shoots Gail in the stomach. Gail collapses. Sydney runs in the house, runs after her. Sydney's got a gun. And uh, we don't see where Amber goes. It looks like the house is empty. Sydney yells, anybody come out right now. Ghostface or not, I'm just going to start shooting. Like, I'm going to be shooting everywhere. So anyone who doesn't want to get shot, like, get the fuck out hiding, of where you're hiding. Out. Yeah. And she just starts shooting through closed doors. Every closed oh door God. she walks up to, she shoots through it. Holy shit. We see that uh, Sam has managed to go upstairs looking for Tara. And she finds Tara in a closet with her mouth taped up and her hands duct taped. And she goes to like undo the duct tape and we see her pause and hesitate and have a moment of like, fuck, is this a trap? Is it Tara? Who's the killer? Um, we don't see what happens there. Meanwhile, we continue to see Sydney shooting through doorways. She shoots through a doorway, shoots Richie in the leg. He's like, oh, fuck. And she opens the door. She's like, why didn't you come out? And he's like, you have a fucking gun. I'm not coming out. And then Ghostface appears and attacks Sydney. And they, they're they like fighting and tumble down the stairs. The mask comes off. We see that this is Amber, the Amber ghost face. And they're all pretty injured at this point. I feel like everyone's, yeah, everyone's like been either stabbed, been shot or everyone's stabbed or fallen down the stairs. Like they're like not at at their best. And so the gun has fallen away and Sam runs down, I think, also and is like, get the gun, get the gun. Sydney and Amber are on the first floor. Richie's like running down from the second floor. But he's been stabbed in the leg. So he's like moving slowly. Shot in the leg. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Shot in the leg by and he's been stabbed at some point, too, I think. Sam runs in, I think, to this scene and... Mm -hmm. Sydney and I think Amber are both kind of like out of commission. They're both kind of knocked down. Yeah, and Richie like, like each other. Richie like sees Sam and is like, oh, my God, Sam runs up. I'm so glad you're OK. Stabs her <gasps> because I wanted to be the one to kill you. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 us all. Oh, he really did. He got it's, us I, it's such a fun reveal. Oh, I f it's why I love screen movies. I like love this moment. Also, I just for us personally, I was fucking thrilled. <laughs> we um, had the killer on last that it week. Was Jack. Oh my god, it was the fucking killer. He's a Jack, fucking you killer. Sneaky, sneaky, you sneaky, sneaky monkey. motherfucker. You sneaky monkey. Sneaky monkey. Um, oh my god. I honestly, I so didn't see it coming that I should have seen it coming. You know what I mean? It's always the person that you like suspect exactly. least that ends up being. Well, and then he says, so they, they drag them like into the kit. Gail Weathers comes back in. She manages to sell herself in. And so Amber and uh, Richie now drag all of them into the kitchen. The three, they've got Sam, Gail and Sydney, all very injured, very much not doing OK. And they sort of reveal their whole actually in fact, Richie reveals he gets the fun end of the movie fucking killer monologue. We love oh, to see it. Yeah. Fucking love to Jack, see it. And he reveals <laughs> um, that he and Amber are a couple. They met on a screen or sorry, a stab subreddit internet fandom group subreddit subreddit oh, sorry subreddit um <laughs> they are both super fans of the stab movies and they 
conceived of this whole plot because they want a new stab movie that is fucking good to come out. So they're like, we're going to we're going to tell them what to do so much easier than writing a script. (laughs) We're going to just create this next scene that will become the next stab movie. Um, And their whole goal was to get Sydney and Gail back into town. And like they knew that they could get Sam back. And oh, Richie says, like, it was easy to find you it was really easy to find you in modesto um oh I, I think sam asked like how did you know that i was billy's daughter and amber's like it's a small town it's not that hard to fucking figure secrets they're out. like your mom is a drunk that just blabs about shit so apparently yeah, their they're mom like that had wasn't been, like, fucking hard yeah mm, telling people and okay. then richie's like yeah and then it wasn't very hard to find you in modesto and it was even easier to fuck you just like <gasps> evil brutal and so they're just very they're very excited they say that they're gonna pin it all on sam because that's a story daughter of a serial killer like coming into her own as her own serial killer like that's a good return to form and she wants to kill kill sydney because sydney killed her dad in the first yeah, one they're like it all makes sense that'll be good so they, mm-hmm. they're in the exact same kitchen that fucking uh the original one ends in where they're trying to pin it on sydney so they're like all right here we go time to stage the bodies and uh so richie says to amber he's like go get uh go get tara who they've tied up in the closet. Yeah. And there's a part where he's even like, he's even like, I convinced you so well to even doubt your own sister. Like I just, I got you so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Amber yells out, Tara's not here. And Sam says, maybe you're not as convincing as you think. This is also the fun part about screen movies is this little like the twist within the twist within the twist. Well, it's just like this like control, like who's got the upper hand. It keeps changing and it's very fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's like Sam says, oh, yeah, you're not as convincing as you think. And Tara jumps out and she's untied and she's like whacks Richie in the head with a crutch, her crutch, and starts like beating yeah. Richie up. So now Richie's out of commission with Tara. So Gail manages to get a gun or a knife or something and shoot Amber, who has, yeah, in the kitchen mistakenly turned on the stove. Oh, no, uh, I think either Sydney, Sydney beats Am- or Amber in the head and breaks a, gla- a bottle of hand sanitizer on oh, her that head. Oh, so funny. And Gail has a line that's like, fucking hand sanitizer? But they're just like grabbing anything I they can. I thought Amber said it. Like, are you kidding me? Maybe some somebody said it. Um, it's fun. But then Amber falls onto the stove, which she has turned on. She's covered oh. in hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she, she lights up. Lights right, right, up, right. Which is very fun because this actress... Also gets lit up by a flamethrower in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So now this is two movies where this girl has been fucking burned alive. <laughs> Pretty fun. She collapses. Um, I think Richie like regains consciousness and is mm-hmm. cornering Sam. It's just him and Sam. Everyone else is like preoccupied in the other room. And he's advancing on her. She's on her back, like crawling away from him. And he's walking towards her, being all menacing, saying more things of his master plan. And like, I don't know. And she spots a knife kind of hidden behind a curtain in the room. So she's crawling towards it. And then in a mirror sees Skeet again. And Skeet just like gives her a little nod. 
like yeah remember remember what i said remember what i said and i can't remember richie's line that like leads into this but richie says something to her like the you know the number one rule is you gotta tie it back to the original or something like that and she says i'm gonna make a new rule and it's don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. She grabs the knife and stabs him through both cheeks. The knife goes like ah. through his cheeks. He falls backwards. She gets on top of him and she goes to town. She stabs him <laughs> so many times. She's stabbing him over and over and oh, blood is yeah, squirt. Yeah, She's yeah, getting yeah, covered yeah, in blood yeah, yeah. like way more than is necessary. She just fucking turns him into a pin cushion. It's just like and her eyes, her performance is really good in this moment because her eye, she is just like dead behind the eyes. It's it's a really oh. uh, chilling scene, but it's it's these scenes in horror movies that like make me question my own psyche because it's like I love this. And it's that moment mm-hmm. of, yeah, just like revenge but like such intense violence, but it's just like this fucking breaking point. And it's really satisfying to see, but it, yes, it is that thing that's like, okay, like, why do I like this so much? <laughs> yeah, It's like, really, if there's something, should I be nervous that I fucking love this? It's really satisfying. But yeah, so she stabs him, kill, fucking kills the hell out of him. And this was some trivia we got from Jack is that she, he gets stabbed 23 times in that scene a lot 23 that's a lot of fucking times so that's yeah you're watching her stab him 23 times that's a long time forcefully forcefully he's still not dead he's like blood coming out of his mouth Mm -hmm. and he's like like trying to talk through this this is what i hate this is what i hate most about being stabbed is that it takes a long time to die if it's happening in the right way and i do not like that and so he's like choking on his own blood another trivia we got is that the way he did this performance is he shoved sponges in his mouth so that it sounds like he's talking like as if he has holes in his cheeks and he says to her but what about my ending and she says, here it comes. And she takes the knife and slices his throat, <gasps> cuts ah! his throat. And then, yeah, then Gail and Sydney and Tara come in and say they always they always come back. There's always one more little fake out. And Sam just snatches the gun from uh, Sydney's hand, shoots him a bunch also. And just like, I don't. Yeah, we don't think he's coming back. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. Uh, but then Amber, half burned, comes into the room. <laughs> no, Amber comes in. And out. then they shoot her in the head and she dies. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just one last little like, ah! And then shoot her and she dies. Um, then we see we're outside of the house. Ambulances have converged. News crews very similar to the ending of the first one. We see that both Mindy and Chad have survived. They're like in stretchers. It's and they cute. Sort of they give each other a thumbs up. Wave to each other. They're like, hey, we did it. Oh. Um... <laughs> Good job. We have a nice moment with uh, Sam and Gail and Sydney, where Sam's like, "Thank you so much for for helping me." She asks Sydney, "Like, can I ask you a weird question? Am I gonna be okay?" Because uh, you know the exact same thing that happened to her. Her boyfriend ended up being a serial killer. Yeah, and uh, she's like, "Eventually, you will." Um, Gail says, "I'm not gonna write. You know, I'm not gonna ever write this story. Those fuckers can die in anonymity." Um, maybe I'll write a book about okay. a nice, a nice sheriff who was a, a good man. Thank you, Gail. We Thank appreciate you, Gail. that. Stop the cycle of violence, Gail. 
and uh, they go to pull to Tara's in the back of an ambulance. She goes to leave, and she's like, "Wait, wait, wait! Uh, Sam, come in!" And so Sam comes in and holds her hand. And she's like, "I'm not. I'm never going to leave your side." They drive away in an ambulance. We pull back on the house where another reporter is giving the same sort of spiel that Gail God. was at the end of the first movie. It's like, I'm outside a house where 25 years ago the horrific scene took place. And again tonight, another whatever. So then we fade up. The screen goes black. We see the words for Wes. Oh. With some birds chirping, which I read some is because he chirping. was a bird, an avid bird watcher, which is just very Aww, sweet. Oh, that's nice. Rest in peace, Wes Craven. It's not, I mean, it's very funny to also have a character named Wes in it get like brutally murdered and yeah. then everyone like drunkenly Doing like being like, yeah, for Wes. Wes. <laughs> but it is sweet. A nice tribute. I think he would have yeah. been pleased with this film. I think he would have been pleased. Um, it's really... It's really super fun. I uh, one thing you've got to mention is in part of the monologue that Richie gives at the end is like he's like, "Do we fucking call it right away?" He said, oh, yeah. it. "I thought I was had." He was like, "He's the boyfriend," <laughs> yeah. and we didn't even fucking know. Like it's it's great. It's so fun. How many times are like? I mean, this was so obvious. I will <laughs> say that I did guess Richie before because there is a moment that's a tell, and I'm sure in a rewatch you would see more tells. Um, mm-hmm. But when Dewey shoots Ghostface a bunch in the hospital, there's a reaction shot from Richie where he looks not scared, but concerned for Ghostface. And I was like, oh, it's him. Mm. And so that was that I was the that. moment I knew. And then other people knew um, I was re- of course, I was in the Reddit threads about it. <laughs> the Reddit threads. threads. And a, a lot of people said they figured it out when Amber and Richie are the ones being like, everybody get out of the house, get out of the house, because it's like really oh, like yeah it makes more sense to have more people be there yeah <laughs> okay that makes yeah no that makes sense and obviously the biggest tells when he's trying to convince her that tara is one of the killers well it's but like- i kind of at that point i was also suspect suspicious of tara so that was actually because she brought them all back to amber's house because of the mm-hmm, inhaler mm-hmm. you're like really tara do you really need your inhaler yes that oh and richie also reveals when they're in the house that he once he reveals that he's the killer he pulls the inhaler out and he was like this was so easy he's like, I, I can't, can't believe, believe this, this worked. worked all i had to do was hide your inhaler um but i and i will say i knew this is another thing we talked about after the movie was like I knew it wasn't Tara when when she like sees her in the closet and she debates whether or not she's going to mm-hmm. untie her. I was like, she is going to untie her. That's going to be the thing that saves them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I that's what I love about these movies is like even when you see it coming, it fucking rules. Like it's just so fun to get to that reveal. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I I read a lot of murder mysteries too, and I just feel like it's I love guessing, and I'm you I'm pretty much always wrong. Even though it follows a pretty <laughs> normal formula, I want to rewatch to see that like moment because that's a very cool acting choice too to to like give that little bit where like if you're not paying attention you miss it but like yeah. you have to you know yeah I don't know I uh, so good job Jack good job Jack you really got us good job everybody truly everyone was really great in it. I so thought the casting was great uh, another thing that I guess just some little what do you call easter eggs is that there's like a youtube video that plays somewhere that says like kirby's something's reaction and kirby is hayden penetier's character in scream 4 who her it doesn't like show if she lives or dies so it was like confirmation that she did live i don't know if there will Mm. be additional sequels but people were like really excited like oh kirby could come back um and another bit of trivia that jack gave us is that um 
different cast members had different versions of the script mm. where different people were the killer. So there oh, was a bit cool. between them of not knowing. Um, so they were all also trying to figure out who actually was playing the killer, which I would imagine must have been really fun for the actors actually playing the killer, yeah. being like, it's me. They don't know. <laughs> and yeah, he just said they all really they all really loved each other and they had a great time making it, which I feel like you can tell because it really is a very fun very fun movie. God, fucking cool. I can't believe that we had the killer on our goddamn the podcast. Fucking killer. Jack. I know. Jack. And we never would have guessed it. We never would have guessed it. Um, you guys also, I just want to say our first murderer on the podcast. <laughs> our first murderer on the podcast. Um, shout out to you guys. I think you did a fucking awesome job recapping that. I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time and really hard, as you mentioned, really hard to do it when you've seen it in the theater and you can't really like take notes or watch it again. So yeah, th- hell yeah. I will be watching it again. Yeah, I'm I definitely going to see it again. It's going to be super. It's like, that's another thing about the screen movies is they're really fun to rewatch because then you're like looking for the thing that you know is going to happen. It made me it made me want to rewatch all of them. I, I think these movies are so fun. The original Scream is one of my top five horror movies of all time. I just think they're so great. It felt so true to the first script. Like it felt like mm-hmm. it felt like a, a true honest to goodness scream movie and it felt like the 2022 version of it. Like I I was really pleased that it incorporated technology like the things that you would do nowadays which is like mm-hmm. a find my phone, mm-hmm. uh, automated door locking, um being able to google the answers to the fucking trivia questions that the killer is asking you and that it was a bit more brutal and gnarly and like mm-hmm. just I don't know I I've thought it was just so well done and i just really had a very good time and it seemed like everybody in our theater agreed mm-hmm. so congrats, congrats 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 to everybody involved congrats. you did it great job you freaking did it. <laughs> <laughs> um and listeners go see it if you're now armed with the knowledge that you need <laughs> it's worth it it's really fun go see it and I think we know what voice we have. I think we know. Absolutely. How do we all feel about our ghost face voices? Judy. 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 From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Too Scary Didn't Watch. Goodbye, Judy. Goodbye, Judy. (laughs) Officer Judy. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. Adios.